Salve Gratia Plena. Hail, full of grace, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In sacred art, the Virgin of the Annunciation, the Virgo Audiens, listening virgin, is depicted either seated with the Book of the Prophets or of the Psalms lying open in her lap, or holding a spindle and engaged in weaving a scarlet cloth of great beauty. Both representations of the Virgin of the Annunciation are symbolic. In the first, we see Our Lady reading the Word of God. She reads not only with her eyes, she listens to the Word of God, she repeats it, and by repetition, she takes it into herself. She allows the word addressed to her to become, in the sanctuary of her heart, the word that she in turn addresses to God. And then, by the action of the Holy Ghost, she so gives herself to the word that the heart of the word begins its eternal rhythm beneath her heart, pulsating within her virginal womb, as the heart of the host pulsates on the pure white linen of the corporal in the Holy Sacrifice. In the second image, we see Our Lady weaving in her immaculate hands all the threads of Israel's history and of her own enter into the fulfillment of God's perfect design. Mary of Nazareth is not weaving a veil of wool and silk and linen for use in the temple in Jerusalem. She is weaving the most sacred liturgical vesture of all. She is weaving a human body for the eternal high priest who is about to offer himself as the pure victim the holy victim, the spotless victim, in the sanctuary of her womb. And this by the operation of the Holy Ghost. It is precisely at this moment, however we may choose to understand it, that the archangel makes his entrance. He enters he speaks. He receives the long-awaited answer from the lips of the Virgin, only to make possible another entrance 
the solemn entrance of Christ into space and time. The arrival of the high priest, the lamb of sacrifice, the victim prepared from the beginning of the world. Mary of Nazareth was, in spite of her youth, in perfect readiness for just this moment. She felt the trembling in her womb, the blazing up of a fire, the movement, as it were, of priestly steps hastening to ascend the altar. Overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, she understood in an instant of incandescent light that her body had become a temple more spacious than the temple in Jerusalem, that her womb had become an altar, and her heart the Holy of Holies. She remembered David's mystic utterance in Psalm 39 and was astonished to hear it repeated within herself by a voice that without being hers, was perfectly attuned to her own. No sacrifice, no offering was thy demand, enough that thou hast given me an ear ready to listen. Thou hast not found any pleasure in burnt sacrifices, in sacrifices for sin. See then, I said, I am coming to fulfill what is written of me, where the book lies unrolled. To do thy will, O God, is all my desire to carry out that law of thine which is written in my heart. My body, she whispered, has become a temple. My womb has become an altar. My fiat has opened heaven. The Holy Ghost has seized flesh of my flesh and blood of my blood, so that at last God may find on earth the one priest and one victim worthy of himself. St. Luke, of course, relates none of this explicitly in his account of the Annunciation. He writes of the angel Gabriel sent from God, of the virgin named Mary, who was betrothed to Joseph, and of the dialogue on which hung, suspended, the salvation of the world. He writes of the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost and of the sign of old Elizabeth, found with child and already in her sixth month and of a sign greater and more wonderful still, for with God nothing is impossible. St. Luke gives us the Virgin's response. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, let it be unto me according to thy word. And then, telling us of the angel's quick return to heaven, St. Luke covers all the rest in a veil of silence. 
To understand the mystery in its fullness, we are obliged to go from St. Luke's Gospel to the letter to the Hebrews. As Christ comes into the world at this very moment, he says, No sacrifice, no offering was thy demand. Thou hast endowed me instead with a body. Thou hast endowed me with a body. Thou hast not found any pleasure in burnt sacrifices and sacrifices for sin. See then, I said, I am coming, I am coming to fulfill what is written of me where the book lies unrolled to do thy will, O God. The Annunciation is the great and solemn festival of the victimhood of the Son of God. It is the beginning of the solemn entrance procession of the Eternal High Priest. The Annunciation sets in motion the immense movement of return to the Father by which the Word, having espoused our humanity in the womb of the Virgin, prepares to ascend to the altar where he will be immolated. Today, Mary receives into the sanctuary of her womb and upon the altar of her heart the one victim necessary, the only victim worthy of God, the victim whose coming the whole world desired, the prophets announced, the psalmists sang, and the children of Israel awaited in hope. First, he says, thou didst not demand victim or offering the burnt sacrifice, the sacrifice for sin, nor hast thou found any pleasure in them, in anything that is, which the law has to offer. And then I said, See, my God, one must hear. See, Father, I am coming to do thy will. He must clear the ground first, so as to build up afterwards. In accordance with this divine will, we have been sanctified by an offering made once for all, the body of Jesus Christ. This is the mystery of the Annunciation in all its mystic fulfillment. The Annunciation cannot be celebrated, nor can it be meditated, nor can it be understood. Apart from this, the great entrance of Christ the victim, the beginning of the one holy sacrifice, first shown forth in the cenacle at the Last Supper, then consummated in a bloody manner on Calvary, ceaselessly offered in the sanctuary of heaven and perpetuated until the end of time in the most holy sacrament of the altar on earth. This is why, in the providence of God, 
Benedictines dedicated to perpetual adoration of the Most Holy Sacrament first emerged from the shadows of history and became radiant in the light of the sacred host on the Feast of the Annunciation. Receive today the divine victim into yourselves, even as the Virgin of Nazareth received him into herself. Let him find within you a sanctuary for the offering of his sacrifice, an altar for his immolation, and an adoring silence worthy of his divine liturgy. Even more, let him find you ready for his immolation, not as mere spectators looking on in awe, but as souls wholly abandoned to the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. Lord Jesus Christ, divine victim hid in the sanctuary of Mary's womb and immolated upon the altar of her heart, unite us to thyself, our bodies to thy body, our blood to thy blood, our souls to thy soul, our hearts to thy heart, so as to make us with thyself one priest and one victim offered to the glory of the Father out of love for thy spouse, the Church, and in reparation for the sins by which thy sacrifice is scorned, thy presence dishonored, and the brightness of thy glory dimmed in the sight of men who, even without knowing it, yearn, yearn to gaze upon the beauty of thy face. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.